Hello, Connect Podcast begins now. Your moment to update and analyze maritime important infrastructure teams in Brazil and around the world. In each episode, we can chat with experts about the services, products, and innovation that leverage this industry and develop countries and the people. After all, transport, energy, logistics. Can you imagine a world without this? We neither. I'm Elise Dorado, Commercial Director at Wilson Sons Towage Company. I am Carla Brasil, Marketing Intelligence and Marketing at Wilson Sons. And you are invited to join us in this roundtable that connects marketing, industry, and technology professionals. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Season 2 of the Connected Podcast. Today, we have two special guests here, Joanna and Lin. Actually, Joanna and Lin is part of our team. Wilson Song has been very active in China for more than 10 years by now. We have a commercial office there that supports the towage commercial activities here in Brazil. So, today we're going to talk about China. China is Brazil's main trading partner, as everyone is aware by now. In 2021, for example, the country exported around $88 billion and imported around $48 billion from Brazil. The Chinese economy is the second largest in the world, and it has enormous importance for in trade, especially for the commodities that we produce here in Brazil. So, today we're going to talk with Joanna and Lin about the relationship from Brazil and China, the cultural approach that you have between two countries. So, everyone that is interested to know about the country that is far away for us, but is so close regarding the importance that they have to support our economic growth in Brazil. Joanna has been with us for more than eight years by now. He's a commercial representative at Wilson Sons in the China office. And Lin joined us two years ago, and she is the marketing specialist in marketing intelligence to Wilson Sons in China. Welcome, Joanna. Welcome, Lin. Hello, everyone. I'm Joanna, commercial representative of Wilson Sons in China office. Hello, Elisio. Hello, Carla. Thanks for inviting me to join this conversation. Thank you, Joanna. Hello, everyone. I'm Lin, marketing specialist in China's office of Wilson Sons. I am responsible for marketing and branding in China. Thank you, Elisio. Thank you, Carla. Thank you so much for having me here. Okay, we have three new girls here today with me. So let's move it on. <laughs> Joanna, I will start with you. Can you introduce yourself by telling us a little bit about the region of the China where you are from and what led you to have contact with trade relations between China and other countries, such as Brazil, especially in the port and the maritime sector? I'd like to start to hear from you and then you move to Lin. The stage is yours. Okay, thank you for your question, Elisio. I based in Shenzhen, South City in China. Shenzhen is close to another two big cities, Hong Kong and Guangzhou. We are located in south part of China, and the weather is much warmer than the other regions. My major is international economy and trade. You know, shipping is closely connected to trade. So I started my career in shipping industry since my graduation in 2012. Then three years later, I joined in Worth and Sons in 2015. Uh, I work in commercial team dealing with commercial activities between China and Brazil. Oh, actually, I have been to Brazil for several times and visited some ports, including uh, Rio de Janeiro, Santos, Tubarão, Itagui, etc. Those experiences helped me understand the Brazilian port better, and in return, they helped me assist clients better in Asia in a better way. Thank you, Joanna. And Lin, how about yourself? Thank you, Elisio. I was born and raised in a small but 
livable city called Mianyang, Sichuan Province, located in the southwest China, which is famous for pandas. And it is about 1,700 kilometers away from the place where I live now. In 2016, I graduated from postgraduate school, and I joined a giant specialized in supply chain, and I worked there for five years. Then I was aware that I really would like to learn something new and to experience something different. As a result, I looked for other opportunities. Then, in late 2021, I met Wilson Sons, which is also a logistic company. The two companies actually provide different services, but something in common is that both of the companies make contributions to the national economy and the people's livelihood. In the logistics sector, Wilson Sons is dedicated to the port and maritime service, which is brand new to me. But I'm willing to face the challenges and transform realities for a better future together with the colleagues here in China. Sometimes we call it destiny. I think it is destiny that I met Wilson Sons and started my career in this sector from 2021. Lei, do you notice that cultural difference impacts the way you do marketing in countries like Brazil and China? Um, actually, cultural differences lie in everywhere, even in one country. There is distance, then there are cultural differences. Under such circumstances, it is best for us to respect each other and to seek common ground while resolving differences. Brazil and China are so far away regarding geographic location. I guess people in both countries may know little about each other's culture. Many Chinese people maybe only know that Brazil is famous for football and samba, and probably Brazilian people only know pandas. So in this sense, Wilson Sons is like a bridge here that we provide the latest market news and ports information from Brazil for our customers and help to better understand the industry from the perspective of another country. That two different views collide and merge will make a difference. Besides, we keep in touch with our customers, and we are willing to provide customized market information to them. We're always committed to making our channel become China's top Brazilian information platform in ports and shipping industry. So, cultural differences may have influence on the way we do marketing, but they won't be a huge obstacle. We could always find a balance. I agree with you. <laughs> I disagree in one point. No, no. You're very well known for football, oh. samba, and. Caipirinha as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you forgot Caipirinhas. <laughs> Joana, about this, in your view, what opportunities and what talents do this cultural difference bring to commercial relations? Okay, this is not a simple question. I think、uh, there are significant differences between China and Brazil. You know,、uh, Brazil is known as the city of God. Indeed, Brazil has a vast land, a climate suitable for all things to grow, endless underground treasure. The output of its main agricultural products, such as soybean, rank among the top of the world. Its mineral sources are rich, producing high-quality iron ore, manganese, bauxite, etc. Oh, China is a, a totally different picture. China owns a large population of 1.4 billion, but with a relatively small arable land. We have to import a large number of agricultural products. The most important commodity, obviously, is soybean. Then followed by chicken, beef, etc. Meanwhile, since China's manufacturing industry developed rapidly in the past decades, Brazil has become China's important source of iron ore. On the contrary, a on the export. 
foresight. China has a fairly prehensive industrial system, and it's known as the factory of the world. China exports products such as electric machinery, textiles, fertilizers, steel products to Brazil. So generally speaking, I think China and Brazil has very close con、uh, trade contacts, and the economics are highly complementary. This brings us tremendous business opportunities. As for challenges, I think the cultural difference between China and Brazil sometimes can lead to some misunderstandings during the communication. You know, the native language of China is Mandarin, while the native language of Brazil is Portuguese. And then in our daily work, we have to use English. What's more, we've grown in different cultural background. This can bring problems sometimes. I can share some experience from my side. I faced a situation like some Chinese clients complained, "Oh,、um, your colleague is not very polite." While when I get the fact, I know it is not about impolite; it is a different way of expressing a thing. And then I explained that to clients. And in another circumstance, I faced situations like my Brazilian colleagues came to me ask questions. Hi, Joanne. What does that client mean in the email? I don't understand. You see, they don't understand it because Chinese clients they're、uh, not used to express their demand directly. So sometimes Chinese clients they prefer to talk to me again after the email、uh, just to, to make sure their concerns are fully delivered. So you see, we you can face many different situations. I believe that's the reason why Wilson Sons setting up an office in China. It is a kind of cross-cultural communication. We have to be open, be patient, and be aware of these differences, and find a good way to fix problems. Joanna, it's a challenge not just with relationship with the clients, but you know, even within our team, sometimes we have a challenge conversation because the approach from Brazilian and the Chinese is very different on daily basis. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a challenge when you manage a multicultural team. It's our challenge the communication, and communication is essential for everything. So moving to the market teams now, I think that the market approach from Brazil and China is completely different. I mean, we are in this journey for two years now, and every day we learn something different. Even the applications that you have here in the Brazil is completely different that you have in China. Here we can use LinkedIn, Instagram. In China, we have to go to WeChat and everything. I would like to hear your perspective. How different it is for you? How important it is to marketing our activities for Wilson Sons in China? And how do you communicate perspective in Brazilian、uh, day by day lives to the Chinese market? It's a very tough one. This one. I'm totally agree with what you said just now. Yes, it is a fact that we have a different social media in China now. You know, we have WeChat. WeChat is the most popular one. It is reported that the number of users reached 1.2 billion last year. And also, you know, Weibo and Red, which are like Instagram or Twitter, also have a large quantity of users, but they are not suitable for our business. Uh, so in this circumstance, I think we need to make full use of the existing social media. Now we already have the word entry on Baidupedia, and we could add a video there. We have WeChat channel to share marketing news and ports information from Brazil, and we have developed several news columns for 
better reading experience. We have Tencent News Platform, which is unlike WeChat. It is open to everyone, and people can read the news we post without following our account. But what could we do to improve the situation? I think we could consider to、uh, develop applet embedded in WeChat, which could be worked as Wilson Sons Connect. Customers could not only read news and reports, but also could directly get the first-hand maritime-related data in Wilson Sons channel. Besides, we could advertise with other well-known accounts, and we also need to keep an eye on the development of the media in China. As well as we continue to provide useful information to fulfill the need of our customers and the audience, I believe there will be gains. It is just a matter of time. Thank you. Anyo, Joanna, changing the subject a little bit, how do you see the development of the port and maritime sector over the last few years? The port and the maritime sectors are extremely important for China's development.、Uh, as we all know, China's economic development model is export-oriented, and our exports are heavily depend on ocean transportation. More than 80% of the cargo volume is shipped to all the part of the world by ships. Uh, after the development of the past years, the five major regional port groups and major cargo transportation systems along the coast of China have basically formed, and the role of international hub ports is、uh, gradually playing. So we can see that the port is an important hub in the transportation network and plays a replaceable role. In the internal and external circulation, I don't know if you know the news. China is investing a huge amount of money to build world-class port groups. It is、uh, Jingjingji,、uh, Yangtze River Delta,、uh, Guangzhou, Hong Kong, Macau Bay area. It's expected that China's coastal port handling capacity will reach about 14 billion tons by 2035. It is obvious that the development of China's economy is accompanied by the development of port and maritime sectors. They are inseparable. Actually, we see a lot of opportunities there, Joanna. Definitely. So, China is the largest trading partner for more than 120 countries, different countries around the world, and it has seven of the world's ten largest ports. As you just mentioned, another big one is coming around now. However, this massive presence faces a challenge in terms of sustainability. The ESG agenda has come, I think, everywhere in the world, including China. So, while there are some promising new technologies for zero carbon emissions, we still have a long way ahead of us to reach anything. Around zero. In your opinion, I think that China is playing a major role in this one. What is the China approach for this agenda? Uh, China is a very important player on the world stage, the world's second largest economy, and anything China does serves as a model for other countries. Without doubt, China would need to achieve much larger reductions than anywhere else to achieve net zero emissions. We have seen China put this into action. A variety of new green solutions and technologies are being developed, from green hydrogen electrolyzers to the manufacture of batteries, the assembly of electric vehicles. And the production of solar panels, and China is leading the way in terms of volume and intellectual property. To give some examples, since 2011, China has invested more than 15 billion dollars in new photovoltaic equipment manufacturing capacity, a scale 10 times that of Europe. And created 300,000 new jobs. While China's share of the entire chain now amounts to more than 80% of global capacity. 
China produces wind turbines at least than half the cost of the global average, which puts it in a good position to provide capacity expansion for less developed wind markets such as Latin America and Eastern Europe. China's success in accelerating the adoption of decarbonization solutions is particularly important for the future of the world. As we have seen, China occupies a key position both in terms of the supply of key components and technologies, and in the demand and adoption of low emission alternatives for decarbonizing the economy. And Joanna, what is your point of view about this? Not only in relation to China, but also in relation to the role of companies in the port and maritime sector. I think、um, we are contributing to this error with、uh, more and more rules、uh, from the port, and also as actually we are transforming our、uh, economic development model. In the past, we depend a lot on、uh, processing, manufacturing, sometimes with a high consumption of energy and fuel. But right now, we are adopting more technology to provide products with higher technology. That and also with less pollution to the、uh, whole world, and、um, I believe we can see more achievement will be reached. And、uh, actually, I'm also keep monitoring the news and see the、uh, changes in China. I can share you more in the future. Nice, John. Nice, Lin. Actually, now let's move to another approach. I have a curiosity to you, girls. So, when you talk to like a friend in China that you work for a Brazilian company, what's the reaction? I mean, probably they have a lot of questions to you guys because it's not normal, right?、Uh, I would like to see when you have like a beer with your friends and say, "No, I work for a, a Brazilian company that is operation here in China." How's the reaction? How's the curiosity? I mean, do they know something about Brazil?、Uh, let me hear something about it. The first time I joined Wilson Sons, I told my、uh, friends, "Oh, I'm working for a Brazilian company." The first question is,、uh, "Oh, where is Brazil? <laughs> Are they uh, speak uh, English?" And、uh, how far away? And sometimes they are very curious. Hey, Joanna, why you are always so busy in the night? So you see, we are so far away and、uh, with very different habits,、uh, food, and we were in different time zone. And I think not so many Chinese understand those points, and they always ask me a lot of questions about this. Yeah, it's not normal. We、uh, probably I think people are、uh, get used to、uh, their friends work in a, a like USA company in a, for a European company, but very seldom they know a person work、uh, for a Brazilian company. That's true. Yes. How about you, Lin? Actually, I have the same experience with Joanna,、uh, because I worked in Germany company、uh, before Wilson Sons. So it is very normal in China, and my husband is also working for a Germany company now. And the first time I know there is a Brazilian company called Wilson Sons, I am very surprised that oh, I'm asking, I'm like, wow, there is Brazilian company. Doing business with China, <laughs> so it's very surprising. And、um, but actually, after I joined Wilson Sons, I think I am getting one more knowledge of this country. I mean, Brazil. It is really a very big country, and also Wilson Sons is a very big company, a giant in Brazil. So this is fantastic because Brazil and China are so far away. You know, it will take. 
almost 30 hours by air from China to Brazil. It is really so, so far away that's beyond many people's imagination, I think. Yes. But I think many people in China would like to know more about Brazil. They would like to know this country so much. But I think now in China, we maybe we lack some activities between uh, these two countries to have more cultural interaction. I hope that there will be more and more this activity for, for us to be connected. I think that one of your roles here is to explain the Chinese people how Brazilian works, how uh, is Brazil and how beautiful is our country. I mean, guys, I, I, we are the one to blame to keep Joanna awake at night because our meeting starts like 8 a.m. here in Brazil, but it's like 7 p.m. for her in, in China and for her in Lin. So it's, it's yeah, like, yeah. I mentioned, like I mentioned yeah, before, exactly. it's a challenge for us. We have to wake up very early in order to keep them awake to uh, late night. <laughs> it's completely different. But now we have talked, <laughs> yeah. we are approached at the end of this episode. We talk a lot about the Chinese perspective, the Brazilian Chinese uh, relationship, but considering all they have talked so far about the cultural approach, about the difference, about the trade relationship between the countries. What do you think that is going to be the, your country whole for the future? We, we know that you guys are a giant. You guys are moving the world forward. Help China explain the future. I think, you know, China's economic development is uh, quite different from Brazil. In the past, it's mainly based on processing and manufacturing and exports. While that of the developed countries, it's mainly based on service industry and the domestic demand. Our mode is significantly different from what of developed countries have. And it faced great pressure under the development of a low-carbon economy. Uh, we can see that China has been committed to adjusting its development model to cope with this change. And China has also uh, deeply realized that in order to sustain and deepen its foreign trade, we have to comply with the economic concept synchronized with the new era and build a new strategy on this basis. Our president, Xi, uh, has, uh, had a proposal on ecological civilization and the introduction of a series of uh, preferential policies to promote a low-carbon economy. Uh, the climax of uh, green and low-carbon development has been set off all over China. We can see that more and more enterprises adopt uh, various means such as uh, technological innovation, institutional innovation, and new energy development, and all the ways to minimize the consumption of traditional energy and uh, reduce greenhouse gas emissions so as to achieve a win-win situation of ecological, environmental protection and economic development. Uh, I think now uh, everything is changing and we are uh, making our contribution to the whole world and we can see a green future uh, in the near future. Nice, Joanna. Lee, any further comments? Uh, yes, I totally agree with what Joanna mentioned, but more uh, specifically, China's import and export structure will undergo important changes. Energy resources trade will occupy a prominent and important position in China's foreign trade. For a long time, labor-intensive products have always been the mainstream of China's foreign export trade. But with the progress of China's science and technology, independent research and development of high-tech products, this situation will be changed. In terms of import trade, China has always favored foreign high-tech products. These 
high-tech products have played a huge role for China's economic construction, scientific, and technological progress. But with the growth of China's economic strength, the level of science and technology, this situation will also change. In the next few years, the import of energy resources products will become the focus of China's foreign trade, which is de- determined by the basic contradiction between China's sustained and strong economic development and the country's own lack of energy resources, and the proportion of iron ore, crude oil, steel, copper, and other energy resource products in China's imports will gradually increase. Which is a prominent phenomenon in the future development of China's foreign trade. I think.、Uh, since we live in the global village and we are connected with each other, the world cannot develop without China and the contributions of other countries. That's my point of view. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Lin. So, Connect is coming to an end. We appreciate your presence, Joan and Lin, and your contribution on the importance of China for foreign trade. In closing, the next minute is dedicated to your final message to everyone listening. I start with you, Joanna. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Carla. And we really appreciate you joining Connect, Lin. Thank you for sharing your background with us. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and hope you enjoy the moment with us. Thank you, thank you, guys. Thank you very much, girls. I mean, I have another curiosity. I think that since the very beginning, our office in China is run by women.、Uh, before Joanna, we had another、uh, person in charge of office there. So I think that still nowadays we just have girls working for us in China. It's girls' power. Nice, nice. It just came to my mind now. Girls' power. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the same. The girls' power.、Uh, yeah. Chinese girls are awesome. Yeah, it's true. Thank you, guys. Connected comes to an end. We just start the new season of the our podcast. Please keep it up with us in the social media because the next episode will come out sooner. So thank you for everyone. I'm Elise Dorado. I am Carla Brasil. And you are waiting for the next episode about a new topic of the maritime infrastructure in Brazil and the world. See you. Bye bye.